listening to the audio-only version of American RVer. To see the video podcast, go to AmericanRVer.com and click on the video link for the show on the homepage. Thanks for joining us for another American RVer. This month we talk to Dr. Diesel, Chuck Cole, and wife Donna about making your own fuel. Next we meet Bubba Tillery, Monaco's service manager for the Harrisburg, Oregon Service Center. Finally, Peg speaks with full-time RVers Ron and Sandy Jones about the books and articles they have written and about making money on the road. We hope you enjoyed this month's show. You know, we've heard a lot about biodiesel recently in terms of everybody trying to go green. So we figured it's about time we found out just what biodiesel is, how it's made, and how you can use it. So we have run across a couple of RVers full time, Dr. Diesel, believe it or not, and Nurse Diesel, if you believe that, <laughs> Chuck and Donna Cole, welcome to American RVer. Thank, Thank you. you, it's a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you. Well, first of all, what is biodiesel? It's easier to tell you what biodiesel is not to start with. It is not any form of diesel. It is not vegetable oil that's been strained. It is not vegetable oil that's been diluted. It is an entirely new chemical that mimics petroleum diesel. Oh, okay. But you start with some kind of vegetable oil, is that right? Yes, we start with uh, any kind of vegetable oil uh, preferably something that's had french fries in it and then we chemically modify it into biodiesel. So you're saying a used oil works better than a new oil? Actually it does. Uh, you can make biodiesel from new oil or used oil but for reasons that are not well understood used oils have less tendency to pollute the environment than brand new oils. Oh interesting. Yeah. But uh, now are you saying like I could make biodiesel and use it in my RV or my car? Yes, absolutely. If you can use a bread maker, you can make biodiesel. Oh, well, I can use a bread maker. There you go. Oh, well, tell me what, what happens. What's the process? Well, what do you need? Biodiesel has been made for a long time. Oh. Certainly in Europe, the farmers have been making biodiesel for 15 or 20 years. The, the chemical process is well known, well established. What we've done with Fuelmeister is to make it easy for the average person. Instead of hand mixing bread, we've gone to a machine that pretty much does it for you. So yes, you absolutely, with a, a few hours of training, would make your own biodiesel. Can I make a lot, or is it just a couple of gallons? Am I mixing it with regular diesel or fuel, or am I just running uh, it straight? Solid, solid questions. We, in the standard Fuelmeister, we make 40 gallons of biodiesel at a time. You can then use that straight in most vehicles, most furnaces, or you can mix it with petroleum diesel and it's entirely intermixable. So one can have one tank of biodiesel, another tank of petroleum diesel, 50-50, any mix, it doesn't matter, it's completely miscible. But don't put it in my gas-powered car. Is that right? Only one. <laughs> yeah, you can't put diesel in your in your gas car, and you certainly can't put biodiesel in your gas car either. <laughs> okay, just got to make sure that I'm clear on that. So, 
Uh, how big are these tanks, I guess, that you would use to make your biodiesel? Um, you could put the entire setup in the corner of a garage. I made it for years in a little shed that was part of my carport. So I, I worked for years in a space that was about four feet by eight feet. Oh, that's not too big. It's like a closet size, really. Uh, mm -hmm. Corner of a garage. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, how do you get it from that tank into your car? The, the, the Fuelmeister will pump it when it's finished making it. We'll pump it into typically a holding tank. Often that's a 55-gallon steel drum. And then one can use a transfer pump from the drum into the car. And what does it cost? Same price as buying fuel? Oh, no. No. Uh, if you buy biodiesel commercially, for reasons I don't fully understand, it typically is more expensive than petroleum That's diesel. That's what I thought. On the other hand, if you make it yourself, you're looking at about a dollar to a dollar and a quarter a gallon. Oh, that's a big savings. savings. Yeah. yeah. Not four dollars, not five dollars, about a buck and a quarter. So anybody can do this? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we have for years. We've been making biodiesel for, for more than five years. If you're um, traveling on the road with your RV, then you need to bring something with you to carry your biodiesel or your fuel meister with you? Um, you or, what could, do you do? But I can't get excited about recommending that. I mean, you can put it in a trailer and you could take it with you and look for used oil on the road, but kind of inconvenient. Yeah, well, that's really my next question is where do you get that oil? Uh, the raw oil that you start with. The best place is to form relationships with your local friends in the restaurant business and try to collect their French fry oil. Uh -huh. For the most part, many of them are paying to have it hauled away. So you've got a good chance of getting French fry oil free. Yeah, you just have to go get it. And tell me again, you probably mentioned this, how long does it take to make your 40 gallons? Of biodiesel? Um, I didn't mention it, but it depends on temperature. Uh, we can certainly make two to three batches per 24-hour period, 40 gallons per batch. We also have larger systems that'll make 200 gallons per batch. But if you're looking at average consumption in your diesel vehicle, you're probably not going to need to make more than that. 40 well, gallons you, is a pretty you may big make amount. Several batches and store it. If your if your RV is actually a fifth wheel, then you probably will put some extra tanks in the back of your truck and carry it with you. I have a friend that traveled all over the United States. He filled his tank with biodiesel and his auxiliary tank, and he carried an extra hundred gallons in the auxiliary tank. So he was going down the road with a total of about 150 gallons of biodiesel mileage is about the same as petroleum diesel, that's a long way down the road. Yeah, it sure is. Um, how did you get the name Doctor and Nurse Diesel? <laughs> <laughs> well, I became devoted to diesel in general about 15 years ago. Mm. Um, got tired of cutting wood in a little mountain house, put in a diesel heating stove. Once you've got diesel there and you see the savings, then led to diesel tractors, diesel generators, diesel back hose. Um, I became such a fanatic that the neighbors started calling me Dr. Diesel. <laughs> and about five years ago, much to our surprise, the name Dr. Diesel was available. So our website is Dr. Diesel. I was shocked that we could have 
And that is our website, www.drdocordiesel, one word, drdiesel.com. So if someone wants more information about making diesel or about this fuel meister, they can certainly go to their web, your website and A get some. A great deal more information about biodiesel and the things that will burn it. We also publish a new free newsletter, so they can go sign up for the free newsletter, get into the archives, and learn more than they ever wanted to know. Right? Yeah, because we've barely scratched the surface here. Really, haven't put a dent in it. <laughs> well, thanks for taking time to be with me and at least get us started on the process of thinking about biodiesel and how that might work for us. Well, it certainly is a economical thing to do, but it's also a patriotic thing mm -hmm. to do. This nation will run out of oil. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about mm. that. We pumped the maximum amount of, of oil out of the ground in 1970. We've pumped less every year. So we can talk about drilling, and we can talk about Canada, and we can talk about oil shales, but there's no more sheep oil. So we need to take advantage of biodiesel and what that can do for us and help us. As well as, as solar, as well as yeah. wind. There are lots of things. I bet we could talk to you for hours. <laughs> but we don't have that much time on this show. <laughs> Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. All right, and we'll be right back. Coming up next, Bubba Tillery talks to us about servicing coaches at a rally. RVers, listen up. Have you been wanting a new TV satellite system or that new Motosat internet uplink equipment? Cordell Sales and Service, based in Charlotte, North Carolina, is the premier satellite systems installer and repair center for the Southeast. Our mobile technicians do make house calls and will repair or install on site. Call Cordell at 704-264-9486 or email mohotogo at cs.com. Connecting customers to satellites since 1995 with sales, parts, and service. And welcome back. We're in Salem, Oregon at the Monaco Come Home Rally. And this time I thought we would talk to uh, the service department. So Bubba Tillery is here. He is the manager of the Harrisburg Service Facility, which is next to Coburg, Oregon, which is where Monaco has their main plant. Correct. Is that right? Their manufacturing facility. Yeah. Yes. Now, Bubba, do you go to all of the rallies that Every Monaco puts on? Every single one of them. Every single one of them. Oh, you do a lot of traveling during yeah. the year, I'll don't tell you? you? It's, uh, it's, it's great because uh, well, one thing, I've got to see places that I've never seen. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been to New York, I've been to Florida, I've been to Montana, I've been to North Dakota, I've been all over the place, and I, I never would have done that. Right. How many people do you bring with you to a rally to do service? Well, a lot of it depends on the attendees, uh, how many attendees we're going to have. I've had as many as 47, and I've had as few as 13. Uh-huh. And how many do you have at this rally? We've got 21 technicians here. And there are how many? 500 coaches about? Uh, I think the last count was 507. Yeah. So yeah. you've got a lot of work to do in three days. Yes, we do. We've had 450 repair orders turned in so what far. What are the kinds of things that people have problems with that you, that you need to work well, on a lot or of, can a lot, work on at a rally? A lot of it, a lot of it believe it or not, is uh, edu education on the coaches. We have mm. a lot of new product here right now. I think there's... Uh, 161 first-timers that have never been to a rally mm, before. Right. Uh, we see anywhere from water pumps not functioning to roof airs not working to satellite systems not working. And uh, fortunately, I've got guys that can cover all of it. Yeah, and sometimes you can get things repaired here. Sometimes you need to go to a dealership or some place That's else. That's correct. And, and yeah. being, being at this rally here in Salem, Oregon, we're not that far from uh, 
we're about an hour and 15 minutes from our service center. So I've actually mm -hmm. already sent uh, customers into the service center that could not be fixed out here. So Right. Now we know that Monaco, with the Economic Times, has decided to close the facility in Indiana. Mm -hmm. How is that affecting people who want service or are looking for new coaches? Well, we had approximately 350 scheduled appointments that were already scheduled through the rest of the year out in Indiana that we've uh, we found homes for customers to either come to Oregon, uh, go to Florida, or some of them have elected just to go to a dealer close to them. Mm -hmm. uh, the beauty of it is uh, we did, well, the sad thing is we had to close down production and the service center that was in uh, Elkhart at Plant 9. The beauty of it is a uh, dealership by the name of Turning Wheel has agreed to take over that building and also employ the staff that was currently oh, there for awesome. Monaco. Great. So customers were, I get to hear a lot, you know, the customers are worried about, you know, not having some place to take their motor home to, to get it fixed, so they'll, they'll be able to keep that opportunity. I think one of the things I hear most from Monaco owners is that Monaco really stands behind their product, and they'll do whatever they can to make sure that your, your product is doing what it's supposed to do. That's correct. Uh, we actually, there's a, uh, there's a, what they call a top 10 list that uh, when we generate repair orders in the service centers, they have a warranty top 10 list. They'll go through and count the top 10 things that we've seen in that month or in that year. Mm -hmm. That feedback goes back to production so they can correct it. And okay. so far, so far it's really worked well. It's really yeah, it well. sounds like it. And you've got to have that blending so that the engineers can say, okay, let's look at this and see if there's something we need to do differently exactly. for this Exactly, and the technicians actually, we use what we call a help form um, that's uh, utilized within the service center also that if a technician sees something that they're repairing, that it could have been built differently mm -hmm. and not had to, you know, okay. get away with that repair, or if there's a, play, is a way to build it better, uh, that feedback goes back to production right. also. Right, so you have technician input as well. Exactly. Well, it sounds like a major operation, not only the rallies, but at the service centers themselves. Absolutely. So I know you're busy. Yeah. So I appreciate you taking a little bit of time to you're talk welcome. to us at American RVer. You're welcome. And enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. Thank <laughs> All you. right, we'll be right back. Are you interested in learning more about the RV lifestyle or maybe making a buck on the road? Stay tuned as Peg speaks to authors Ron and Sandy Jones. American RVer fans, we are giving away a new Apple iPod 3rd Generation Nano. To enter our contest, just go to our homepage at AmericanRVer.com, click on the December 08 or January 09 webisode links, and put your email into the screen that comes up. You can also decide to receive our new monthly newsletter at that time. A random drawing will be held on February 5th, 2009 to determine the winner. Remember to go to our homepage in December and January to enter. This is our way of saying thanks for watching. You know, there's lots of ways to make a living on the road, whether you're retired or not, whether you want just a little bit of extra income, or you're trying to actually pay your expenses. And one of those ways is to write. And we've come across Ron and Sandy Jones, and they are writers. And so I'm here to talk to them today. Thank you for joining me on American RVer. Glad to be here. Now, Ron, you've written several things. You've written for Coast to Coast. You've written for Motorhome Magazine and probably several others. And what are the kinds of things that you write about? Well, I write about how-to. Uh, let me say what it is not. It is not a maintenance piece. Uh, that's just not my thing anyway. But I want people to be able to use the equipment, and it's expensive equipment. Mm -hmm. I want them to be able to use it correctly, uh, 
efficiently uh, so they could have more time for fun rather than maintaining or, right. or, or, or working on the RV. Mm -hmm. So how to use everything from how to pack to how to store to how to drive to how to, uh, you know, just take care of things. Right. Well, the book that you've written is called All the Stuff You Need to Know About RVing. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of stuff to know about RVing. Well, you know, I'll give you a George Carlin quote. He said, you know, all a house is is a, is a, is, a, is a place is a recover over your, all of your stuff. And we just move less of that stuff into the RV and take it with us. Mm -hmm. You use everything in here that you use at home. You just have less of it. Right. Uh, nobody moves into one of these things and does without. So all the stuff seemed like an appropriate title. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. We just have less of the normal stuff that we have in a house. And Sandy, you've written wrinkle-free RV laundry. Now, those people who have a washing machine and a dryer in their RV will know what you're talking about as soon as they read this cover because those Splendid washer, washer dryers that are combination are notorious for leaving wrinkled clothing. Yes, that's true. I'm again a former science teacher and when uh -huh. I had my first Splendid, I've had three coaches with a Splendid in them over the years now and when I did my first load of laundry I was absolutely horrified at the way the clothes came out of the out of the machine out of the dryer and I since I am a former science teacher I said by golly no machine is going to get the better of me uh-huh so so I what's started one, experimenting. what's one tip that you can leave our viewers well one of the things I recommend in the book of course there's plenty of tips and hints in there is that for instance with king-size sheets or queen-size sheets I wash four sheets at one time in my Splendid at the end of the wash cycle, um, Ron and I get together and we simply fold those sheets as if we were going to put them on the shelf. I put them back in the dryer and I set it to dry. And because oh. of the way the Splendid combo works, mm -hmm. it rotates one direction about three times mm -hmm. and then it tumbles the other direction about three times. And in that process, the clothing opens up air gets inside but then when it reverses it folds it back up again so well, I'm gonna have to try that when it comes out of the dryer it actually looks yeah. almost sometimes I had a gentleman come to me at a, at a show and I had done a seminar for them and he said I'm going to go try that when we get back to our coach and he did he came back the next day and said he couldn't believe it. He thought his sheets had been ironed. How when he about took them that? Out of the dryer. He was very pleased. Speaking of seminars and shows, that's one of the other things you do to promote your books and to help people along the way. Right. Tell me how, where you go, what you do, how you how you do it. Well, actually, most of our time's been spent in, in the southeast and the shows down there, uh, Florida, Georgia. We generally do the Tampa RV show every year is the biggie. We've done a Hershey uh, two or three years. Uh, so this would be a free seminar that someone would come to oh to yeah, learn like, about oh, how, to, how, to, how to RV or how to mm -hmm. use their machine. Yeah, mm -hmm. or any, num any variety of topics. Mm -hmm. uh, about three years ago, we invented what, a, what I call the mini-seminar. We found out that dealers at RV shows, not rallies now, shows, dealers really don't, um, don't like seminars going on because they say it takes the people off the buying floor or the show floor for too long a time, hour, hour and 15 minutes, whatever. 
So I invented a, like a 15, 20 minute seminar. And we just do a variety every hour on the hour, 15, 20 minutes on on how to look at an RV, how to, how to, how to dump sewage, how to uh, pack an RV, how to uh, driving hints, how to set your mirrors, hand signals, how to back up. So really good quality information that either newbies, those that are trying to get into it the first time or, or what we call old experienced RVers, you know, the, 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 the philosophy is you don't know what you don't know Right, and you so, don't even yeah. know what to ask. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so come and learn something. <laughs> right. So the little mini seminars go over really well. That sounds like a great idea. And also, our attention spans are not that long anymore, so it's good for us as consumers as well to just have a shorter seminar. Mm -hmm. the, the, mini, or the seminars themselves, we ended up with so many questions at the seminars dealing with some aspect of full-timing is how I... Is one of the reasons that for the new book on full timing, and I, ah. I call that book full timing for new and used RVers. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I prefer to be called a new one, just so you know. <laughs> so, if someone wants to get a hold of your book, uh, what can they do? Uh, give us a call. They can call uh, 800 262 3060, or they can go to rvstuff.org. O R G. That's RVStuff.org. Okay. Or pick up any one of these magazines and you'll see the RV Stuff articles written by Ron Jones. And uh, we hope you enjoy those and have one more tip for how to make a living on the road. your satellite TV and internet needs, call Cordell Satellite Sales and Service at 704-264-9486.